Welcome to this 10-minute Tuesday episode of The Real Game. Rebounding, better transition, better whatever it is, better taking care of the ball, better communication. We control everything about this game. We control the offense, the defense, the tempo. This our game to control. We'll throw a press at them, but we'll slow them down, all right? We'll go Villanova some, get a mix up the defenses. We'll go 2-3, we'll go man. Welcome, everybody, to this 10-minute Tuesday episode of The Real Game. I hope everybody's having a great day today. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have gotten to the point with my podcast where, number one, I really, really enjoy doing it, but it is uh, quite time-consuming. So I have decided to do a scale-back version every other week called 10-Minute Tuesdays. So this is my very first episode of 10-Minute Tuesdays. I hope you enjoy it. I was thinking earlier in the week what to do this episode on. Uh, These are going to be, you know, kind of quick hitter things, um, some practical things maybe that coaches can listen to and uh, apply to their own coaching things, maybe a personal experience here and there. Today, what I thought I'd do uh, is talk a little bit about some of my own thoughts here since basketball season ended and uh, then kind of segue into uh, what I'm going to do for this episode. But I was struck with the reality after basketball season ended at the end of February of whether or not I wanted to continue coaching. And I have been coaching for, well, let me see, my first year was 1996 or so, you know, so 25 years-ish, 26, something like that. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's tiring and rewarding and all at the same time, you know, so I got to the end of the season and I thought, man, you know, this is a good time to maybe stop coaching. We won another championship, we won two in a row. Um, maybe this is a good year to just, you know, think about doing something else, investing in something else instead of coaching for a while. And then I thought, uh, you know, I, I gave it some thought. I, I let two or three weeks go by and and was able to get rested up a little bit and didn't, you know, kind of try to put it on the back shelf a little bit and not worry about it too much. Uh, and then recently I started thinking about it again and kind of getting excited again about next season. And, and uh, you know, so I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. I'm going to I'm going to keep coaching. I, I, I was talking to my wife, Kathy, a little bit, you know. Uh, at points in time here and there about it and just just um saying I can't really imagine I can't really imagine not coaching like I can't I can't imagine myself stopping for any length of time now that there, there have been times since 19 you know 96 or whatever when I started a couple years here and there where I didn't coach um but I always went back to it you know for one reason or another I I stopped or transitioned from one level to another um, there was a couple of years there where I didn't coach at all and, and, but I, I always came back to it and I always thought, you know, I can't, I can't see myself not coaching. So I just figure while I'm able to, while I'm healthy enough to, while I still feel like I have something to give to the game, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, 
So that was kind of the decision that I came to. But at the same time, I thought, if I ever do stop coaching, what what would I do? Like, you know, there, there are coaches that coach for 25, 30 years, sometimes more. Um, and when they retire, you know, from coaching, what do they do? You know, do I want to become, uh, you know, Coach K and uh, do Aflac commercials on TV? Uh, not, not that they would have me do that anyways, but, you know, I'm sure Coach K is making a lot of money on that. So kudos to him. But uh, I think that there are some valuable ways that coaches can retire yet continue to give back to the game. Um, and not just basketball. You know, it could be any sport. Whatever, whatever sport you think of or whatever sport you like, um, you can apply that to this. Okay. Uh, so I made a list of five things. Uh, that I'm going to kind of work my way through and I have, you know, obviously 10 minutes to do it, maybe six minutes now. Um, so we're going to go pretty quickly here. All right. I, I just, I jotted down some notes and, and, uh, and just a few things that I want to share with you about ways that I feel like coaches can continue to impact the game once they retire from coaching. So in no particular order, here we go. Number one, mentorship. A retired coach can continue to impact the game by becoming a mentor to younger coaches. They can share their experiences, offer advice, provide guidance to help shape the next generation of coaches. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like uh, you can be a, a, a coach that's still coaching and mentor other coaches, but especially retired coaches who maybe will have more time on their hand, you know, they're not coaching full time, might have the opportunity to invest in some younger coaches and to kind of come alongside. I know I've had some older coaches do that for me, um, come alongside me and, and help in whatever ways they can. It might be helping in, in practices. It might be just sharing some experiences. It might be offering advice here and there to some younger coaches. So mentorship, I think, is a great way to keep giving back to the game. The second thing I wrote down is consulting. Retired coaches can offer their services as consultants to teams, providing advice on game plans, player development, and other strategic decisions. Now, this might be applicable more at higher level basketball, maybe even like a higher level high school basketball, college basketball. Obviously, this is probably something that that our professional teams do um, hire consultants to consult in a wide variety of areas. But certainly retired coaches who have been coaching for a long time have enough knowledge to provide some some value um to a team and consult in in matters of even X's and O's or game plans or how to develop players, how to incorporate better team culture, you know, into your program, things like that. So my mentorship, the first thing, consulting, the second thing. The third thing I have writing or it could be writing in podcasts like I'm doing. Uh, retired coaches can write books, articles, blogs or podcasts about their experiences and insights into the game. They can share their knowledge with a wider audience and provide valuable resources for coaches and players. I think all of us coaches probably have um, books or websites that we subscribe to or podcasts that we listen to uh, that help us, you know, things, things that we enjoy, people that we enjoy listening to, resources that we've tapped into to help us along the way, whether it's uh, learning whatever, learning a new defense or learning full court pressure or 
um, adding to our practice, you know, repertoire, things like that. So certainly writing is, is a broad area that, that retired coaches can, can invest some time in to help out other younger coaches. The fourth thing I have is volunteer coaching. Uh, retired coaches can offer their services as volunteer coaches for youth and, and amateur teams. They can help develop the next generation of players and coaches while staying connected to the game they love. Um, I've done a little bit of volunteering um, at the at the rec level, like the community level, and it was certainly a unique experience to come into that, coaching a bunch of guys that I didn't know that I'd never met. Um, but it was fun to just get back to the community in that way and invest, you know, in, in some young people that uh, that uh, wanted to be there and enjoyed learning about the game of basketball. So volunteer coaching. The last one I have is clinics and workshops. Retired coaches can organize and lead clinics and workshops for coaches and players and fans. They can teach coaching techniques, strategies and skills to help others improve their game. This could be a great way to give back to the sport while stay, staying involved and sharing knowledge. Uh, right now, I am sending my guys over to a guy. His name is Coach Kosh, and he is awesome. Like he, he has a way of teaching and incorporating things into their game that, that uh, I just can't do. Um, he works on a lot of different things that we don't work on throughout the year, He's a, re he's a retired coach who now runs camps and clinics and teaching sessions, and that's how he's chosen to give back to the game and uh, and continues at, at an older age to invest in the lives of, of these guys um, and, and help these guys to continue to improve their skills. Um, I have guys that go to him, you know, once a week. Some, some guys go a couple times a month, but uh, just, a, just a valuable tool to, to use uh, for coaches that are still coaching to use guys like him who have retired, who are continuing to give back. So those are the five things I have. Um, you know, you probably have a list, you know, of your of your own that maybe you could come up with. And and uh, if you want to share that with me, feel free to do so. You can always email me at uh, calvarycoach at gmail.com. Uh, but here's my list again, just a quick rundown. Mentorship, counseling, writing and podcasts, volunteer coaching, and clinics and workshops. Hey, so this has been a good episode. We're right at the 10-minute mark. I hope everybody has a great week. I look forward to the next podcast coming out in a few days.